0: England expects that every man will do his duty. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name is Ramsey S. Hey,
1: I'm Heather. Do you almost fuck up our tagline halfway through?
0: Uh, I suddenly couldn't remember if I'm the first person in our tagline or if you are, mm-hmm. and I I got all my, my pronouns mixed up.
1: Fair enough. How are you, Ramsey? Uh,
0: not as confused and disoriented as that intro would make it sound. I'm Fair doing nice.
1: ha- Fair enough. Well
0: I just had e- a Reese's thin.
1: Oh. This uh okay. Well let's get our guest in here and then let's talk <laughs> about my then talk about my candy opinions. Hello. Sounds we good. we have return guest on the podcast, David Anthony today.
0: I'm back, baby. Four
1: more years. <laughs>
0: I'd rather vote for you. Um I would rather vote for me too, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Guys, there's nothing stopping us. We could write in. That's true. This is true. Uh
1: <laughs> David, how what are you just generally, what are your thoughts on Reese's peanut butter cups? Fucking love them. Okay, then get ready for this conversation because it has been Uh-oh. a hot topic for me in quarantine. I love Reese's peanut butter cups. They are potentially my favorite. Candy. Peanut butter Same. and chocolate together is incredible. So, potentially,
0: when you pretend something yeah. is potentially true.
1: And, uh, and I'm pretentious about it. Um, it. So, I one day walked into the Dwayne Reed right next to my house and um, just was being wild. And I bought Reese's Thins. Yes. So, the skinny peanut butter cups. And I now think that they're better than regular Reese's peanut butter cups. Have you had hmm. them?
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I would say they're better, but I do like them. Uh, I
1: th- Well, Ramsey. I so I made our whole group chat of friends also try them, and of Ramsey, I can't remember where you and a friend of the show Mo landed on them.
0: We both agree that they are better than the standard Reese's cup.
1: But the thing is, is they're different. The peanut butter is not the same, in my that, opinion, as it is in a my normal thing. Reese's. Like it's
0: like that, that, that's where I fall on it. Like I think they're good and they're great for like I feel better after I have one. <laughs> but, like, Fair enough. Because it, it, it's like you said, it's the perfect chocolate peanut butter thing. But when oh, I yeah. want a Reese's cup. I want the fucking thing, you know. Like, mm. so the, to me, in my mind, it's two different things.
1: They, I mean, what are your are. feelings on
0: those those miniature ones?
1: They are stupid. I mean, I'll eat them if they're there. Obviously, they're still better than not having Reeses. What but... miniature
0: ones? The like, like almost crown looking guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: In, I'm crown. Wow, oh, crown is a good description of them.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, in my in my <laughs> mind, it's like compressing a regular Reese's. Oh yeah, or. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like squishing it from the sides, and it turns into that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad this um, came up because this is... Uh, you know the Reese's Christmas trees? Yes, yes. and the pumpkins. Um, and me and the the my friends always talk them. about how the the Christmas trees look like baby coffins. And we call them <laughs> <Reese's> baby coffins.
1: <laughs> well, what's your opinion on those? Because those are so much peanut butter. Um...
0: They're fine. Like, I don't love oh, wow. them, but I'm also never going to say no to one if it's right there. Like, if someone's offering me one, yes. Am I going to buy I'm one? Probably it. not. I, think I genuinely don't think I've had one of those in 20 years.
1: What? The Christmas ones? The one? shape
0: ones. Fair.
1: No. no, I do because my mom makes me a Easter basket and a, uh, you know, Christmas stocking and always puts basically fills it exclusively with Reese's because it's really the only candy I eat.
0: My mom did that for like a decade after I moved out. But then I think she realized I have enough money to buy candy. <laughs> no.
1: uh, literally, I couldn't go home for Easter because of coronavirus. And my mom texted me a picture of my Easter basket and asked me if I wanted her to mail it to me. She made me an Easter basket after knowing I was like, it was known for weeks before Easter that I was not mm. going to go home. Still made me an Easter basket. I'm she just held out
0: home. Easter miracle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor little to, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just
0: want one episode where you don't start preaching at us, Heather.
1: Um, David, do you yes. want to tell Ramsey what album we are doing today?
0: Very appropriate after all this Easter talk. The album is "God Damn It" by the Alkaline <laughs> Trio.
1: <laughs> um. So, Ramsey, as you may or may not know. Uh, mm-hmm. David has an entire podcast about the band, the Oakline Trio.
0: Correct. Uh, I, I've never listened to your podcast, David, but I know red, it best. Very as, uh,
1: <laughs> so sorry.
0: Uh, but I, I know it best as uh, it's one of the podcasts that come up. If you look at our iTunes page, it says people oh, also listen to.
1: Which that tracks. That's nice.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like that is, I mean, it's kind of a similar premise to a degree. Yeah. Um, where, like, I have. Alkaline Trio was like the first band I worshipped for a lot of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, <laughs> and then my friend Tim, who is similar but fell off because they got very bad. Um, whereas I just put my head down and endured the shit. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, similarly, you know, sometimes he's hearing songs for the first time, and oh my God, are they not good songs?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm
0: bracing myself. Are we listening to The Good Era today? We are listening to my favorite record of all time. Oh, phew.
1: Dang <clears throat> so, no pressure.
0: No pressure. Um, but I do <laughs> also want you to know that I spend most of my time shitting on them for being the dumbest band in the world.
1: <laughs> well, and so we have done... Alkaline Trio before Ramsey. Do we you did. have any recollection of this?
0: Um, I, I have zero recollection. What, okay. what was the album title?
1: From Here to Infirmary.
0: I remember that title. It was with... Right on the cover? Bad oh. album cover, let me yeah, tell you.
1: Probably some fucking... Oh, it's the Eyeballs one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that cover. Uh, I hate this band.
1: And our guest was um, Chris Tapp beautiful okay um, so do you remember this now at all you still don't not really you, just, you no. only remember that cover and you did hate it
0: yeah I I if I had to have guessed I would have told you I don't think I liked it
1: <laughs> I, I think that's correct <laughs> yeah
0: but I mean um, I the odds were 80% in my favor <laughs> <so
1: I guess. laughs> yes, that's fair enough um, okay so David. Yes. I I mean all right, this album came out in nineteen ninety-eight. Yes. So you were approximately four years old or something, right? How did you get to this a, album?
0: I was a ripe eight years old. Thank you very okay, much.
1: Eight years old. Eight years old. Uh, <laughs> truly couldn't remember how old you were. <laughs> <Go on.
0: laughs> um doesn't matter, I'm young. But also yeah, Lines to the years. You'll never forget. See? That's why I always say. Yeah. Um so I oh, came yeah, to Yeah, now the, I will
1: remember. I came to this
0: record because I mean, I grew up in Hammond, Indiana, which is, like, mm-hmm. right on the border of Chicago, and was getting into punk. Like, I I think I got Dude Ranch by Blink-182 in, like, the year it came out, which was, like, 97. Um, so, like... Uh, which that
1: feels, as we talk- that feels right for yeah. getting into Blink-182. <laughs>
0: um, so, like, you know, as I was getting into stuff, like... I kind of forget how I first heard of them, but like, mm-hmm. I think it was just like their like album posters were like up in record stores. And yeah, I was like, cause they what were is a th-?
1: local band? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, for me, it was just like, Oh, like, what is this? Cause like, it sounds very fucking quaint now, but like the cover of God damn it, like the title of it, like their look, their font, and then the back cover with them like all draped in red, basically wearing like almost uh-huh. like corpse paint in the back. I was like, <laughs> i would never seen anything like that. I was like, what is this?
1: It is very, I have the album cover up and it is very quaint. Here, Ramsey, while we're speaking about it, why don't I send this to you right now?
0: Text me that album art.
1: Sure did. You're not going to like it. They do not have good album art. Yeah, no, not really. This is
0: stupid. <laughs> what are these stopwatches? No, they're alarm uh, clocks? Oh,
1: well, yeah. Well, do you watch. get
0: the reference? Like what time is the clock set?
1: Oh, 666. Yes, <laughs> I actually had never it's noticed stupid. that before in my life. <laughs> to be looks fair, like
0: it was colored in Microsoft Paint with the with the paint fill option. It probably was Basically, in
1: ninety seven. <laughs> uh,
0: I I will say they have I would say one good album cover, and that's the record after this. Maybe I'll catch fire. That cover I do think is good, but every album cover of theirs is like abysmally bad.
1: Hmm i just i mean and also for a band that has like such a strong like like visual part like they're they have a logo that's not like not super normal for a (laughs) band like well like
0: they have a logo and like they had great t-shirt designs for years and years and years and like there was like this weird you know there were it was like that very like dark punk thing before that was really kind of a thing like there wasn't you know that even like bands like AFI hadn't gotten made that turn yet.
1: Right. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. Kind of a All daring
0: right. album title too. Like you can't say that on the radio. I don't believe. Right. No. No one was um, going
1: to play this on the radio.
0: What, God, and it's, it's like
1: 1997.
0: Like, yeah. Like no one was putting this shit on. And like, I guess it's just like, I heard it and i you know, while we when we did the against me episode, I was like, I could see Ramsey liking this, knowing what I know of listening to this podcast. <laughs> I do not think you're going to like this at all. Um, <laughs> and every complaint I think you're going to have about it is the exact reason I fucking love it. Uh,
1: right. Um, right.
0: Also, that's fair.
1: Uh, I think I've spe- been spelling goddamn it wrong my entire life.
0: Well, because they would... put the N in it, but a lot of people don't.
1: I don't put the N in it. Am I wrong? Are they wrong? Are they both? Are we both right? I don't fucking it... know.
0: I think uh, Merriam-Webster agrees with you that it's two M's, mm-hmm. but I've always preferred it with the N because that's how you spell damn.
1: It does make more logical sense, but... I like it
0: with their spelling as three different words. Hmm. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, of well, course. I would say I wouldn't spell the word "damn" with two Ms.
0: So as soon as you said "of course," I realized how stupid a sentence <laughs> that was. That
1: I just gave you. Fair
0: <laughs> enough. Um, Whatever. Well, yeah. well, it's like how do you? Spell? It's like when someone spells out "son of a bitch," it just looks wrong. You know, like mm. there are certain yeah. When it's like a multiple word swear, it's like what do you yeah. do with that? I so
1: I've spell- just realized
0: recently that I've been spelling "all right" the uh, unacceptable way.
1: How do you spell it?
0: Two L's, one word. Mm.
1: Oh, if it it's two L's, two words.
0: Yeah, apparently. Yeah.
1: Whoa, the dictionary is the me dumbest me. fucking okay.
0: language, isn't
1: it's it? Dumb.
0: It's stupid. It's up yeah. It's <laughs> <coming out laughs> up ahead of it.
1: <laughs> there, Jesus. Um. Oh boy. So okay, I I don't know. I, we probably talked about it on the other episode. I also really like alkaline trio but i god what's the order of their albums because i did not come in on this one
0: oh well uh, let me walk you through them there's this one and then there's maybe i'll catch fire and then there's the self-titled compilation and then there's from here to infirmary and then there's good morning and then there's mm-hmm. crimson and then there's agony <laughs> and irony and then there's this addiction and then there's my shame uh, is true and then there's is this thing cursed um, welcome as you are a podcast about that <laughs>
1: I'm so happy that I didn't even have to pull up Wikipedia. Um, So definitely From Here to Infirmary is where I came in, which that tracks for me. Because what was mm-hmm. that, early, early 2000s?
0: 2001?
1: Yeah, that completely Two. tracks. Because that's when I was getting into just like Punk and Emo in general. That's <sighs> probably when I first started listening to Saves the Day. Not probably. It is when I first started listening to Saves <laughs> the Day, which was sure. my entry point. You Both on being- Vagrant yeah exactly so I think like saves the day was my entry point and then uh, I think I just listened to everything on Vagrant for a while which that makes complete sense for who I am as a human and what I like
0: <laughs> yeah, none of that shocked me
1: not at all <laughs> not at all uh, I mean have you looked at the episodes we've done of this podcast so <laughs> I have and i <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's where I came in. And so I know this album. I've definitely listened to this album. I know certain songs on this album way better than other songs, but this is definitely not my album front to back. Um, I think overall, I'm sure I'm certain I like it, but, um, we'll see. I Cause a, I definitely haven't listened to it front to back in a minute.
0: I, I have a weird hot take and then a question.
1: Okay. Okay. I, okay really excited for whatever this hot take is.
0: I think that From Here to Infirmary is one of the stupidest album titles I've ever heard. But for some reason for some reason I love My Shame is True, even though it's the same exact sort of pun format. <laughs> oh, I mean they're so hot on that shit. And that's the thing, is like you're kind of right. Like I think From Here to Infirmary, when I was a kid, I like didn't give it as much. Mm-hmm. And then Oh, but, you uh, are familiar with the classic nineteen forties film? No, I because I only knew it through the Clash song, which was From Here to Eternity, which references that. So I was like, oh, like I had like some I thought it was a reference to the Clash because Mm. uh, the Alkaline Trio famously one of their early T-shirt designs and the first Alkaline Trio shirt I ever had uh, was the cover of the first Clash record. But instead of the class, it just said Alkaline Trio. They didn't even like swap out the photo. So they were oh, always kind funny. of like doing dumb shit like that. That's and really funny. The thing I always say about this band is like when they do a dumb thing I like, I think it's fucking awesome. And when they yeah. do a dumb thing that I mm-hmm. hate, I want them to stop making music forever. <laughs> <laughs> you um, get
1: that yes but i mean i'm sure that's also i'm i mean i've also listened to your podcast so i know this is true because and i'm sure that's also to a degree because of a protectiveness of a thing that you do love that much
0: yeah i mean you know when you get the alkaline trio heart skull logo tattooed Uh on your arm when you are 15 years old yeah and then Everything they do following that makes you regret ever liking them <laughs> <laughs> It's certainly a mood.
1: It's, it, it is a mood. I would say that. It's um, the tattoo
0: version of naming your child Khaleesi. Yes. Oh. Um, which is why when I was in my early mid-20s, I got a thought bubble coming up from that tattoo that just says, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, related to our earlier conversation, how did you spell whoops? W-H-O-O-P-S. Okay, I think that's right. I, I, that's I like I the, the whoop of it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Also, Heather, um, I'm going to
0: text you a thing that's going to... Uh, it's a photo from what I'm sitting next to as we uh, do this episode, which is great. really appropriate given what our last episode was Okay, great. Uh, that we did. So great. you'll see in a second.
1: Okay, excited for that. Um, should we get uh, into this? Oh, Do you have more yeah, questions? I, can ask, I have
0: a question, but I can ask it during... Us a song, to it. okay yes. a song
1: a s- is that what they're called that's now? what they're okay. called yes all right i'm ready let's do this <laughs> oh yeah that's a good poster and then okay so david's second appearance is El trio and this poster is for against me and Blind trio that's beautiful Oh, and
0: yes. th- that tour was from when Alkaline Trio played this record in full On that tour
1: I love that Also actually I really like this art
0: It's one of my favorite posters I have
1: Good. Uh, So this is cringe For you Ramsey Is this ringing any bells of things You have listened to before
0: Not really To be perfectly honest It's quite alright so, Rams, I have a question for you, which is oh, you are a You Might Be Giants fan, correct? Sure am. So, I would like to reference the Asian Man mail order catalog from 1999 because I'm an insane person. Uh-huh. Where uh, Mike Park, the owner of Asian Man Records, describes the sound of the Alkaline Trio as Jawbreaker meets They Might Be Giants. Interesting.
1: Are you hearing uh, that? <laughs>
0: Not yet, but I am going to listen for that. Uh, okay. I know slightly what Jawbreaker sounds like from this show, so... Uh, enough. Interesting.
1: Okay. That... Uh, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Uh, uh, Mine? David? Yeah. Uh,
0: so, I mean, I definitely see the Jawbreaker. I think there is... Of course. Maybe not as much on this album, but, like, in their early stuff there is kind of uh, especially lyrically a kind of playfulness um, you know like I think clavicle from this record really has that yeah. where like you know Matt is kind of uh, like even like my little needle like there's definitely like little kind of like playful things that I think he does lyrically that I think tracks but I don't think it's a hundred percent right on sure it feels like it was meant to be kind of shorthand for a little bit quirky. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I, I think that is accurate. So that was cringe. That was quick. This is oh, no. m- mostly fast.
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole album is 34 minutes. So yeah, David, I, I, you a short album. I am not
0: enjoying the sound that I'm hearing right now. <laughs> you don't like the sound of police sirens? Generally, no. Not when it's meant as uh, music. Does it improve that the song is called Cop? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe a little, yes. I like this part better. Ooh, that Steinfeld <laughs> bass. There's a lot of bass in these songs. Uh, Dan is playing every note he knows.
1: all the (laughs) notes
0: I mean when you hear some of them you're just like what the fuck guy (laughs) is he good or does he just know how to play it he's a very good player but uh, he was in a ska band prior to this which should not shock you listening to his bass playing Um, but he had just joined the band uh Probably about a year prior, maybe less, maybe six months prior. And one of the pieces of lore of this record is he was in another band called Tuesday that were much more like indie emo stuff and they had to go on tour um, during the recording session of this record. So he recorded all his backing vocals before Matt recorded any of his lead vocals. So there's a lot of weird vocal stuff that doesn't really match, which I think is actually it's something I really like. That's really interesting. So, like, you'll kind of hear it in this backing part here. Oh, okay. Like, he kind of starts the phrase after Matt does. Right. right. Was he writing the original lyrics for the backing vocals? I have no idea. Probably not. (laughs) Also, this is a very minor detail, but part of the reason i love this era of this band is because their drummer glenn who is uh fantastic he is a left-handed drummer playing a right-handed kit so a lot of his uh drum parts and patterns are things that uh a normal right-handed drummer would not be able to do naturally which is i think oh. what adds to their uh, the sound of their early songs
1: that is interesting
0: he also was kicked out of the band for shitting in a box and sending it to a member of jets to brazil
1: i did know that <laughs> uh why
0: did he do that um he was dating a woman who was very close to the alkaline trio uh designed their logo and a lot of their shirts and sold their merch for many years and uh they broke up and uh she started seeing someone in this band so he mailed a box of shit to him with her uh address on it
1: Mm-hmm.
0: very cool um, guy stuff to do
1: yeah that's that is some cool guy things
0: like I don't think that's a good thing to do but why was that a kick out a bullet well, fence
1: she um, was involved with doing things with the band as well
0: oh right I, I missed I wasn't factoring that in yeah so they they uh they chose her over him which you know good for them Yeah, agreed.
1: And I mean, because to your point, Ramsey, could have definitely gone the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is the third song, San Francisco.
0: I like this hook part.
1: This is a good crowd pleaser. This also, I mean, this to me is just, if I'm envisioning in my head. What Elkwine trio sounds like? It's that. Like that is mm. what Elkwine trio sounds like to me. Is that's interesting. Yeah, one hundred percent. But think about it. I mean, I feel like that's like what a lot of from here to infirmary sounds like more than this album.
0: Yeah, it's 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 more straight ahead. This record, yeah, exactly. you know, it's it's not going to be as eclectic as the against me record, but to a similar point like there's a couple acoustic tracks on here there's definitely some of these slower more like rocky ballady type tracks um, i
1: am uh interested what ramsey's gonna think of enjoy your day
0: the most controversial song on the Woo! record i
1: actually don't remember your opinion about it. have you done that on your podcast yet
0: I don't know if we have. I like yeah. it. I mean, it's definitely weird, but I always liked it because when I first got this record on CD at the time, I liked it because it felt like two EPs together that both ended with an acoustic track. It's like it. five rock songs, acoustic song, five rock songs, acoustic song. You know. Makes sense. And I like that vibe.
1: All right.
0: Do you go sequentially on your show, or is it just random all over the place? Cool. We we break it up by era and then do random. So like that way we can uh, you know, we, we try to keep it from us just shitting on new stuff all the time and some of the sure. new stuff is good, there are good songs in that, but there's a couple know, songs like on
1: Is This Thing First
0: yeah, whereas like uh, you know, like for we just did episode 100 and that is obviously radio which is probably their uh, biggest yeah. song hmm. uh, so what is it that delineates the bad era for you did they make a big change or is it when the poop box drummer left or (laughs) what is the difference i mean they change a lot i mean this early stuff is um it's very specific and then i think it's kind of hard to replicate because of just the way matt wrote songs matt tiba the main uh guitar player and singer and songwriter was originally a drummer So a lot of his playing on the early stuff is not what you would deem correct. A lot of his approach to guitar I think is very percussive and playing with a drummer who is like very all over the place I think suits that very well. Um, So I do think Glenn leaving affects that but I think it's my big complaint of any band that goes on for too long which is when they stop trying to write songs the way they do and start trying to write songs that are like capital G good songs because Because then it's just like, ah, yes, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. And a lot of the songs on this record do not follow that template. Like this song in particular, uh, which is one of their big hits, the last two minutes is just instrumental.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say that's not a normal choice. But also, like...
0: I would say two minutes is an appropriate length of time for just instrumental, unlike other bands we've listened to. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Um... But I will say that another thing is like Matt starts just, he's, he stops being able to write about himself. Like, I think at a certain point he forgets how to write songs about things happening to him. So it's like, I saw this book and I read the, like, I read this book. I saw this movie. Here's a song about it. And it's like, I don't really need that in my life. Uh, you know, and there's a difference between him writing like a song like this and a song like off this addiction called Draculina like
1: uh, yeah, you, love the, one. you love
0: that one <laughs> my least favorite song maybe ever
1: <laughs> yeah
0: one of my biggest fears doing this show is that anyone who has made the music i'm complaining about will hear it have, have they heard your podcast at all? as far as you know um well i don't think they've heard the podcast but i did like fuck, six, seven years ago now, they did this like short tour where it was like Chicago, New York, LA, maybe a couple other places, where it was four nights and they did two albums a night. And I wrote a big thing about that and kind of having that love-hate relationship with a band. And I know they've read that. Uh, Um... But I think that's... I mean, I've also interviewed both Matt and Dan since, and they've both been chill, so I don't know if they care that much anymore. Um... I'd like to think that they would see it as like, oh, anyone who cares enough to do a fucking podcast about every right. song we've ever written right, right, right. is like kind of in the bag for us, but uh, who's to say?
1: Yeah, who is to say? Um, Ramsey, I also don't remember if we went over this on the other As My Career episode, that Matt Skiba is also now in uh, the popular band blink One Eighty Two.
0: I... I know Matt Skiba because he calls into the best show with Tom Sharply. Oh, he does indeed. Huh. I did not know that. Right. But I did not know. So I, I know Matt Skiba as the guy who drums in Blink 182 now. Oh, no, he's
1: on the drums. He, he plays guitar also?
0: Yeah, he replaced Tom DeLonge.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay well that's the thing
0: the the, the frustrating part about matt is he's into like cool interesting stuff like best show and and like they kind of came up at this time in chicago there was like a heavy like art rock indie rock scene so like they were kind of putting that into the punk band they were doing um but now he just is making bad dumb things and dressing like he's 17 years old oh how does he dress i'm curious Um, not well, Uh, (laughs) you know, very tight plaid pants with suspenders and sideways baseball caps and like shirts that say something dumb, like anti-social social club, you know, very Uh cool cool guy stuff. Got it.
1: Last time I saw him, he was wearing a fedora.
0: Yeah. So like Ed Sheeran style. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. That's just what I imagine Ed Sheeran wears.
1: I don't know. I think I'd cheer and dress as regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Matt's more embarrassing because he's also over 40. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is accurate. Um, All
0: right, we're, we're about to get to the, the controversial track here soon.
1: Yeah. I don't... I don't know how I'm going to feel about this song in the year of our Lord 2020. So we're about to. That was out. a
0: lot of bass right there, though. I just want to point <laughs> out. Oh yes, I told you. you <laughs> right. And now he's gonna sing you a love song.
1: Oh yeah, because uh, this is a different singer, Ramsey. Now. Okay. This is not. What's this unique. called? This is "Enjoy Your Day." Oh, Dan's songs aren't my favorite for the record.
0: I think Dan writes great songs for the record. (laughs) (laughs) And for this
1: record. I just, I think, I'd have to, like, actually sit down and check myself on this, but I think that that is how I would lean. But I'm not 100% positive.
0: I think... I noticed you used the word writes as opposed to sings. Yeah, I mean, they... they they
1: Right,
0: right? They each write their own songs. Yeah. Okay. And like the reason he doesn't write much until after this record is because he was new to the band and still right. doing another band. Um, but basically, subsequently, you know, like on Infirmary and Onward, they basically do about half and half. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So happy Valentine's Day. I do. Okay. I still like this song. Yeah, just, most people just hate the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, let's wait. <laughs> Let me hope I don't
0: wait. love oh his voice. God. I feel bad saying that as someone who definitely can't sing.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't think that would sound good singing this song either, but uh, it's also just, like, obviously a very vulnerable song, obviously, for a punk yeah. to do in general. <laughs> like... You i did really love the song in college like really loved it
0: this is a very different attitude than the drummer would have <laughs> yes,
1: that's-, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point
0: you would sing i hope he boxed shit roses
1: would be- <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it would just be, hey, did you did you check your mail yet? Yeah. <laughs> hey, did it come yet? Did the package come? Did you, did you get anything funny?
1: Um, this is the biggest song on this album, yeah?
0: Say it's up there. I'd say top three. Okay. When you said the ending was controversial, did you mean the ending of that song or the ending of this album? That song. People really hate the way his voice cracks on the last I Hope He Bought You Roses. I know a lot of people who are like, "Ooh, that fucking sucks." Didn't I didn't catch it. Science. It doesn't bother me for what it is, um, but I can see not liking it.
1: Uh, this is my favorite song on this album for sure.
0: It's a very cute song.
1: It is cute, and I love it.
0: <laughs> Did you say you could have driven your clavicle? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound uh, right. Heather, uh, you want to take that one? <laughs>
1: kissing the curve in your clavicle
0: oh that makes a lot more sense
1: <laughs> at least you heard clavicle right since that's the name of the song <laughs> wait what did you think it was again
0: I think driving your clavicle is what I heard
1: <laughs> oh, I, like that.
0: I, I thought for sure clavicle was the wrong word there
1: <laughs> turns out it was the only right one
0: yeah To be fair, not a lot of songs about clavicles. No, Uh, I can only think of one now. (laughs) Fair. This song does have a lot of cute turns of phrase, though.
1: Yes. Like I just, I mean, I think for me, especially like this obviously was a song I heard pretty early on in listening to Deathline Trio, and I feel like though. For me at the time, I mean, I was probably 17 or something. The idea that a song that sounds like this could be this, like, cheer point cute and sentimental was, like, a whole new thing for me. Like, you were like, oh, that's nice. Like, I I just can't think of another song I would have thought that about before this one
0: yeah I think that's kind of what their big appeal was to yeah. me early on is like these songs didn't take themselves too seriously they could be about like really serious subjects but were presented in really like just kind of sideways presentations of them like even cringe the first song like or nose over tail like nose over tail is a love song where the whole premise is like he fakes a seizure to have this person kiss him you know it's like it's <laughs> such a weird thing yeah
1: yeah hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I love
0: this one too. The song everyone thought was about heroin. Oh, that makes
1: sense. It's called this My one life. here. It's called yeah, and My it's life.
0: not. Uh, it's also a very cute subject, but it's called My Little Needle. Which what would you expect it to be about? Right. Okay. Um. What is it about then? Uh, as the story goes, uh, it's another love song, and the needle is a needle in a haystack.
1: Huh.
0: I think I would have called this my huge haystack to-
1: <laughs> just to avoid any confusion
0: exactly it's a, yeah it would be a cowboy song then it would be much better <laughs> that's my response song to Elliot Smith <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. Is one of you okay? I don't know what just happened. I
0: dropped my phone. I was hoping it wasn't <laughs> on the so air.
1: Really, I was concerned.
0: So, Ramsey, how are you feeling about this album?
1: Was, beat me to and I was about to say the same thing.
0: Uh, I like this song a lot. Um, it's It's been kind of up and down. Okay. I uh, I might be in the camp. I, don't know, I I think maybe I just wasn't in the mood to hear an emotional song. I... <laughs> uh, that one didn't work for me. Well, you're going to really feel away about the clothes. <laughs> I, I am very excited to hear this last track. Heather, what do you think about uh, Sorry About That?
1: I honestly can't tell you. I can't remember what the fuck that song is. I'm going to have to hear it. I don't know what that song is from the title.
0: Well, that is Matt's version of Enjoy Your Day.
1: Oh, so I guess we'll find out which I like more. <laughs> well, and I know the answer because I already knew I remembered Enjoy Your Day. Sure.
0: This song feels maybe the poppiest of the ones I've heard so far. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think so too. Did you hear how high my voice got? How how certain I was of my opinion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you really I would committed say to that.
0: It's, I would say this and clavicle are the two, like, more straightforward, like, has a hook. The difference yeah. is that, like, clavicle in the chorus just kind of drops down and it's just kind of mm-hmm. Matt talking over drums. Whereas this is, like, mm-hmm. still music.
1: <laughs> it, it is that okay Ramsey next up for you is Southern Rock did
0: we already hit the one with the instrumental outro yeah we're well past that it's called okay. Nose Over Tail
1: yeah it was one. wait it has a two minute outro and it's two minutes and 38 seconds long
0: Nose Over Tail that's like a four minute song
1: Nose Over Tail is two minutes and 38 seconds
0: I mean, the basically the second half is all.
1: <laughs> hmm. David, what is your well, okay? What is your favorite and your least favorite song on this album?
0: Uh, favorites uh, tough. Uh-huh. Least favorite is either this one or Enjoy Your Day.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: I don't like hate this song, but it's a song that was already on a seven inch before it,
1: uh-huh.
0: and doesn't really differ all that much. And I think is, uh, I think this song was important to me as a kid, yeah. but isn't so much now. One thing I've learned about myself in doing this podcast is that when I find out that there are multiple people who write songs in the band, um, I create different camps and. Decide that you yeah. can only be one or the other. Sure. Yeah,
1: m- most famously, modern baseball. Ramsey really tried to start a beef there.
0: Oh, what was your what side were you on? I uh, don't recall.
1: Uh, I do. He was Team Jake.
0: <laughs> Correct oh, <the> answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to play me two of their songs right now, I would definitely still pick Not Jake. No. I'm certain of that.
1: Uh, I actually do think that's true, but yes. But uh, I think that. You- like, slaughter,
0: a Slaughter on song I played, you, yeah, which is Jake. Yeah. Do you have a camp in Alkaline? Not really. Uh, I will say, like, I've always loved bands with two songwriters. I've always loved two different vocalists in a band. So, like, this was really appealing to me as a kid. And uh, at this time, Glenn, the drummer, he also did a lot of backing vocals, both live and on record. So, I love the thing of, like, we're three people and, like, everyone sings, everyone does everything. I always thought that was a cool vibe. Yeah. Um, I think the difference is, is Matt, kind of out of the gate, is writing really great songs. And I think it takes a few records for Dan to really come into his own with this band. And like he starts becoming really good, I think, on the, the releases after this, where he's more of a counterpoint to what Matt's doing. And I think on by the time of like, Good Morning, I think he's writing some of his best material. And I think of the more recent albums... He doesn't have a, as big of a drop-off as Matt does. Um, he doesn't forget how to write a song, <laughs> uh, essentially. But most people skew towards Matt. Gotcha.
1: I mean, I think... Do, okay, but here's my question. Do you think that more people skew towards Matt because they actually like his songs better or also just because he's more of like a fucking weirdo personality too?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's part of it, and I think when they were younger, he was, like, kind of an attractive dude, um, whereas Dan was a bald Matt. guy who looked like Uncle Fester and sang, like, Elvis Costello.
1: Fair Interesting. Enough. Yeah. Matt's but now,
0: Dan fun. looks great. He got in good shape, and uh, Matt has fallen off the face of a fucking cliff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he looks up real
0: weird. Real weird. I'm realizing also that this sort of double songwriter thing could also be part of the They Might Be Giants connection. I think that's part of it. That's a good call. And I think if you read some of the lyrics to like Clavicle or My Little Needle or like Nose Over Tail, I think those connections would be drawn a little more because I think lyrically it it there's a lot of wordplay. There's a lot of like twisting phrases that I think kind of syncs up there.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I mean, I obviously know more about that as far as like from the band Bruno side. I've listened to one full "They Might Be Giants" album, so. You're welcome. Know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: was it Flood? Sure was.
1: Right, I'm glad you answered because I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they might be giants the uh largest rock band i've ever played music with on stage whoa tell me about this uh so i assume you're familiar with their cover of uh tub thumping by chumbawamba yes uh so i was in the video for that the av club undercover i'm in that room oh. with them and then when they came back to chicago after that they invited us all on stage to do that and then also horse with no name so i played acoustic guitar and also staying with them along with a big group of people. That's cool. Yeah, very nice fellows.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah. Remember fun stuff in media? I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Feels like a different lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: How are we feeling about this Dan song, everybody?
1: Um, not my favorite. Uh, it's okay. I don't. I don't dislike it at all. It's just kind of a little boring to me, I think. But I also just talked through half of it, so I wouldn't. I would take that with a grain of salt.
0: Fair point. <laughs> uh, I haven't changed my tune on his voice quality at all, but I. I like the song itself. Okay.
1: I mean, I definitely prefer. Dan's vocals in this application to, like, the faster songs versus the slower
0: acoustic songs. I would say, like, if you want to give him a, uh, yeah, this is definitely not his, people love this song, myself included, but uh, I think his songs on Good Morning are, like, probably some of the most, uh, those are the ones where it's like, if you listen to them, you're like, oh, Dan knows how to sing a lot better and, uh, you know, write better songs. (laughs) (laughs) He was also going- less shy about his lisp, which was a, a point of contention for many years. Hmm.
1: Oh. Um I'm clicking over to Good Morning to look at the track listing to remind myself. One thing
0: I didn't consider about this band until you ju- you mentioned it like a song ago is that they are an actual trio. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, like them kicking somebody out of the band feels like a much bigger deal. Suddenly. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I mean that's the thing is that you can kind of tell i i think their eras are largely defined by who's playing drums for them Um, because of that because it has a vibe where like like i said like glenn he's playing open-handed leading with his left his drum setup is different but he's playing a right-handed setup kit so he's doing stuff that the next drummer who is a right-handed drummer couldn't do and also like wall a very good drummer just he he could never play the songs as well or as fast and on from here to infirmary it's a lot more just straight four four punk beats mm. and then derek the drummer that they got after that who's been in the band for a long time he's the most talented musician of all of them um like he can outplay any of the other two and uh, also out sing them and they're very good <coughs> about that fact so he doesn't sound as busy as glenn but he is more technically accomplished than his uh, Phil's and approach are, are very uh, much more subtle. He also does a lot of like keys and like that type of shit on later records. You know, because sometimes there's a keyboard.
1: Sometimes there is. <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> Has there been any? Like I assume this wasn't very amicable. They're they're split. But has there been any kind of reunion with the older members at all? Nope. They uh. When I did a rank your records with Matt um, about the Alkaline Trio discography, when uh, I asked him why from here to Infirmary, me the the two lowest records were "Good Morning" uh, because his voice sucked. Uh, And then it was Maybe I'll Catch Fire because of Glenn. And then it was From Here to Infirmary because of Mike, that drummer. So, uh, um, you know, didn't have the kindest words for either of them. Do those those songs still end up in set lists? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Infirmary has some big hits. And and Maybe I'll Catch Fire has arguably the biggest one, which is radio. Uh, And a lot of this record, like, they've played this record in full on a couple tours now. Um, this is like a huge fan-favorite one.
1: There. I don't think I knew they had three drummers. I think I only knew the two.
0: Yeah, Mike kind of gets lost in there, not for uh, sure. for reasons that I feel are valid. I went
1: to my favorite part of the Wikipedia page, the band
0: timeline. I love that oh, part. Oh, I love those.
1: I do. There's a fairly favorite like, Yeah, theirs is fine. My favorite though is when I go to one and it's just like truly psychotic. And you're like, what happened with it? It's, it's like when I... With a bar graph.
0: yeah it's like when I tweeted the uh, Shy Halud uh, band member tree. If you've not oh seen that, just go to their Wikipedia, because holy shit. I'm going. Oh, I love one. Let's see.
1: Here we go. No! This is the tallest one I've ever seen! Yeah, it's <gasps> fucking wild, isn't
0: it? What? Heather.
1: They've only had one consistent. Ne- oh boy.
0: Yeah, okay, they've had one a- number.
1: This is crazy. This. <sighs> the main thing I know about this band is that Chad Gilbert was in it. But anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what most people know.
1: Oh boy. Jesus. Oh my goodness. The drummers is so funny. That's really good. Also, it appears the last person on this list never did anything in the band, but their name is listed? Unclear. <laughs> <That attracts. laughs> Just nothing. Oh, I love I it. I'd
0: like to see one of these for the polyphonic spree. Oh. <laughs>
1: that's a good one. That's
0: some great. Is this the other. Yep. Controversial song? Okay. Uh,
1: there isn't one for the Polyphonic Spree. It's just the longest list of members I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
0: Heather, do you remember this song at all now?
1: I don't did i never listen to the last song of this album maybe maybe well here's the thing i never owned this album physically I it's entirely, ask you. no because like this would have been an era that i was downloading everything so it is entirely possible i didn't listen to it i like it though actually the fact that you were broken Wait, what? He... okay you said it's controversial in what way
0: I, people feel it's similar to enjoy your day a little too on the nose um it's also and this is part of the reason i liked alkaline trio so much is that matt is usually the villain in his songs where like this song is an apology from him to someone he was romantically involved with
1: Uh uh-huh. okay okay mm
0: for basically being a drunk asshole, which is most of their material. That is good.
1: <laughs> okay. um, I like it. It's been so long. Granted, this is the first time I'm hearing it, so <laughs> maybe it wouldn't it's go on. Very, very to, strong but, feelings.
0: You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so far, I think I'd rather listen to this one than have a nice day.
1: Enjoy your day. <laughs> uh, it's it pretty sentiment. close. It was pretty close. Wait, but you said Enjoy Your Day is lower on your list, David. So you like this one more than Enjoy Your Day?
0: I do, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just better. I think Matt's vocal performance is stronger. Yeah. I, th- I, I think they do the same thing at the end where Dan goes really high and doesn't hit the note, but Matt just yep. sounds more impassioned.
1: Sure. I mean, not hitting the note is definitely not a deal-breaker for me, because it's also like, I mean, I don't really love perfect music anyways. So it's I mean, not really yeah, same. Well, not, not the end of the world for
0: me. mean that fits with the tone, too. Yeah, for like this to like have truly perfect on-pitch performances would be kind of disingenuous.
1: Yeah.
0: Whenever there's a song like this, I always just try to imagine the rest of the band, if they're in the booth, if they didn't come in that day.
1: Yeah.
0: Even the answer wouldn't be very interesting. It's just fun <laughs> no. to pick here.
1: No. Ah! Oh, yeah. no. oh. Auto played. Uh, sure did. Ramsey, what'd you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I love that answer. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, that was good.
0: Uh, to be fair, I had two seconds <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, to think about it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, and I I wish I remembered from here to infirmary better to compare it. Uh, I think what? I so I liked parts of it, and I was, I think, just based on the stupid album cover, expecting it to be a lot harder than it was. <laughs> um, okay. Fair,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel and like so, that's generally their vibe, though.
0: <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. Right? That, that definitely teed me up to like it more because they weren't screaming at me for half an yeah. hour. Yeah,
1: fair sure. enough. Um, They rarely scream. Right?
0: Good. I mean, I feel <laughs> like this would be the one where Matt gets his, like, shouty screamiest, but it's usually, like kind of at the end of phrases or like in and out of course. It's not like one, he's not at 11 the whole time.
1: No. And to, you know, like Ramsey, I know you, you are okay with someone yelling or screaming. If you feel as though it was earned, like it was. Like, so I feel like I don't feel like, I feel like when Elkline Trio is yelling, it is earned and it is a head built to that. For, you know, I think it's fine for you, for your ye- level of yelling allowance I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I think I liked it on the whole um, I'm not sure I, I definitely like that later acoustic song um, mm-hmm. better than the other acoustic song but I'm not sure either totally fe- fit on this album for me that makes sense
1: according to um, David you have people who agree with you <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, on the whole, I like it. It didn't make me want to listen to more from the band, but it also didn't make me want to disavow them either.
1: <laughs> okay, so Fair basically enough. a push. I yeah. guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, Heather, what did
0: you think? Since apparently you've also not listened to this record. <laughs>
1: apparently, uh, I did like it. Uh, I mean, honestly, for me and. Alkaline Trio to me is, or for me, is not a band, I think, that I sit down and listen to their albums front to back. I think I like Alkaline Trio songs, and I don't like all Alkaline Trio albums, and I think that has always been the case for me, clearly, since I have definitely never listened to this full fucking album, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there were more songs on here that I knew and liked than I actually remembered, so I think, ultimately, net positive on this album for me. All
0: right. Fair enough. Um, and Celeste,
1: you i it.
0: i mean i don't listen to the alkaline true that much at this point in my life uh usually I, I do it song by song as i'm like uh about to talk about them for 25 minutes yeah. um and like there are definitely ones where i'm like in isolation some songs i think are better than others but like i mean literally i've been listening to this record since the year 1999 um so you know it's kind of just in me i don't really need to put it on when i do it's uh it's always a fun ride but i yeah like i i don't really reach for it to pull it off the shelf all that often
1: fair enough um sounds- i mean to different like are there other albums from this era that you do pull off the shelf and listen to with regularity it's not a loaded question i'm just also trying to think for myself as well
0: i mean it's tough because then i think you get into that weird realm of like am I putting this on because I think it's really good or am I putting it on because I used to have a lot of nostalgia for it? Right. Uh, right. And I think like, obviously like, uh, Heather may be more familiar with this fact, but like, I own a lot of fucking records. I am um, I am familiar so, with this fact. <laughs> like if I it was from uh you told the story about spending a lot of money on vinyl as a kid. On yeah. The last episode. Literally. So like, I've seen some people during this whole quarantine thing doing like, uh, I'm going to listen to my record collection. I'm going to do one a day. I'm like, that would take me literally 10 years. Um, (laughs) So I'm not going to do that. Um, I mean, like this one, I will put on probably once a year and have like a real nice time with. And like, (laughs) like frame and canvas by braid is another one. Like Uh some some shit from that era. Some, a lot of that emo stuff for like, you know, like that kind of late nineties shit. Like I'll definitely put on, but like, Yeah, I mean, in terms of stuff that's like been in my life this long, like, it's a pretty thin thing for like, Oh, I really need to listen to this today. Hmm.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel similarly, definitely like songs come up. uh, But it's rare I sit down and listen to a full album from this era.
0: Yeah, I mean anything that I've known for this long, it's just kind of hard to be like, oh yeah, I need to do that right now. Yeah, um, in part I because agree. I'm just always kind of listening to new stuff. So
1: yeah, same. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of that. So you know, it's it's fine. There's generally too much content, as we have discussed previously. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> yeah, one would argue too much music. Uh, too,
1: too too much. Turns out, I mean, there's that that there was there some really
0: good stuff back in the fifties. We should just like go back and listen Stop. to that stuff
1: now yeah just go back and recycle yeah. uh i think i'm good actually uh <laughs> i think heather hates have...
0: old stuff we get it
1: i uh That's I, our also hate new... podcast. I also hate new stuff so let's get some more rap from a a baby rapper i don't know. i think i yeah I'm okay yeah at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair right? most music is bad so there is that
1: yeah That is true. So, if you were to
0: throw a dart at a dartboard of all music, it's probably going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just statistically speaking.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Cool. Well, thanks, David.
0: Thanks for having me again.
1: Happy Uh, to. If anyone wants to get in a fight with you online, where should they find you?
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, just give them my phone number and we'll uh, get into it on the street.
1: Yeah, perfect. How about you, Ramsey?
0: Uh, you can find me at Ramsey ESS on everything. On all Heather, how about you?
1: Heather Shea, S H A E, same thing on all the things. Um, you can find our podcast if you're listening.com. And yep, we've got
0: there. everything there. Leave us a review on iTunes or, or uh, David's going to beat you up. Yeah, really. Yeah. You, you they brought in will. the muscle for this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.